Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name's Sam Delaney. Hello, Sam. How you doing? Yeah, good. It uh, feels good. It's been a good week of midweek football. Hasn't it? And, and um, it's been a good week for me personally. Would you like to elaborate on that? Uh, there's nothing in particular. I just feel like I've met life's challenges head on <laughs> and dealt with them. In fact, speaking of which, before we get stuck into the football, because I know we're always very keen to get mm, right into so, the, yes. deep into the organs of yeah. modern Premier League football. Yeah. Before we do that, I do have to issue an apology, Andy. Oh, to me? Um, no, not to oh, you. Okay. No, but, I mean, just take take an apology from me to you is just sort of implied <laughs> Constantly. at all times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless, you know, specified otherwise, I am always feeling apologetic right. towards you. Okay. And I will notify you if there is a moment, day or night, in which I don't feel apologetic right. towards you. On the episode last Friday, which in which I spoke about the traumatic memories of Christmas 1989 at my mother's house. It's beautiful, yeah. Uh, and um, a cameo appearance was made by one Pancho from the Flats. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of the podcast, I mentioned another local character, shall we say, mm. whose name is Louis, Louis Collins. Yep. And I said two things about him that I would like to retract. Okay. One is that I referred to Louis Collins, who is not only a very old friend of my family's, one of, possibly my brother Cass's best mate, mm-hmm. he is also an upstanding member of the West London community. Yep. He is a bona fide QPR legend. Yep. He's someone who I've always regarded as a, I guess, an uncle or a godfather yeah, to yeah, me yeah. personally. Yeah. I refer to him <laughs> as a rag and bone man. Right, and he's not. This was. He's not a rag and bone man. Right. He is a businessman. Is he? He's a business, a, an independent businessman. A, a recycling operative, or uh... well, I think I'm. I'm. I. To be honest, I'm unclear as to what the specifics. Are. He's been involved in lots of different legitimate business. All legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all legitimate. None of which could be really accurately described as rag and bone. Right, that okay. was mockery. Uh, it was unfair. I'm retracting that. Yep. I also mentioned a catchphrase, which <laughs> I am not going to repeat again here. No, Regular no, no. listeners will know of it. And I feel as if I may have attributed a catchphrase to him that wasn't necessarily his. Really? <laughs> anyway, what I would like to say, well, I think it might have come, you know, like Chinese whispers around mm. the way. I think that it might have been a thing... You know, like people say, what's a famous quote that is misquoted? I can't remember. Bob Geldof, where, the point where, is, Bob Geldof where he said, give us your fucking money, which he never said. 
He never he said, said it. He said something along the lines of, fuck the addresses, because they were going to give out the addresses on screen that yeah. people could send cheques to. And people also say that Phil Collins claimed that he would leave the country if Labour got elected, yeah, he which he it. denies. Of course. So, quotes get, you know, jumbled. History jumbles all sorts of things. And I don't want to jumble history of the colourful characters of Chiswick High Road. Mm. And so I've said my piece. Louis Collins is a great man, a businessman, mm. an upstanding member of the community, not a rag and bone man. Mm. It was a timely and sobering reminder for me that since the humble beginnings of this p- podcast, back in, I think, about March, when we just did it because we literally had nothing better to do that yeah. day. <laughs> and also, our idea for a vaguely similar TV show had been rejected left, right and centre. <laughs> so we had nowhere left to go. I still say we'll have the last laugh there. Right. We, I rightly assumed that no one would ever listen mm. to this show. What I was reminded of earlier in the week was that there are now some people listening, yeah, including certain members of the Chiswick pub-going community, yeah. um, who, when Louis entered the pub earlier in the week or at the weekend, all laughed and started shouting, Rack and Bone Man. Oh, fuck. And obviously, Louis didn't take kind of that. Because he's not a Rack and Bone Man. Because he's not a rag and bone man. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. He didn't know that Castellani's little brother had been on something called a podcast. <laughs> Dissing him. Getting cheap laughs out of him. <laughs> anyway, I felt awful about the whole thing. And I t- Anyway, when my brother said, look, Louis Collins is not happy with you about this, I said, well, f- mm. fair enough. Nor should be. I mean, I'm just talking <laughs> shit to Andy Dawson. I didn't think for a moment anyone would hear it, much less Louis Collins himself. So you just buckled like a like a weasel. I buckled immediately, but <laughs> it was quite funny because I was actually at my mum's on Monday morning picking something up that I'd left around there on Sunday night when my brother called to tell me this that Louis wasn't happy. <laughs> and what was funny was while I was having the conversation, I started freaking out. I was going, "What? Oh no, Louis heard it. Oh no, is he angry with me? Oh!" And mum, my mum in the background is shouting so my brother can hear. Don't worry, I'll speak to Louis Collins for you. <laughs> and I go, shut up, mum. You're, mo- you're making it worse. It's oh, embarrassing. She's, she's going to go up Chiswick High Road looking for Louis Collins <laughs> to smooth things out. Then she's picked up on what the bone of contention is and she's going, well, I mean, if he is a rack and bone man, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a perfectly good job. Uh, of course there isn't, but the fact is, it's not what he is. And well, I've gone, shut up, mum, you're making it worse. Luckily, mum didn't have to get involved. I spoke to Louis. It's all smoothed over, but I've said my piece now. Right. Can I just add, that as I was dropping my kid off at school a couple of days ago, uh, there was one or two two young lads, I think they were year fours, perhaps, mm. who greeted each other, and one of them said to the other, all right, Josh, still doing a bit? Come off it. It swept the playground, Sam. Still it doing a bit. It's gone, it's gone Still national. It's gone national. Well, swept look, the I tell you what, whether it was Louis who originally coined the phrase still doing a bit, because still doing a bit, I'll admit, is a phrase that is popular in certain parts of West London amongst <laughs> certain people, and it's become legendary. Yeah. To the extent that people who even vaguely know each other sometimes will pass each other on the street and give a cheeky, still doing a bit. Now, legend had it that that phrase may have 
been derived from an original phrase from Louis Collins. Right. Now that has been cast into doubt. So let's just put it to one side. But one thing I do know is that still doing a bit is a popular phrase. Well, yeah. And if it's if it's travelled from West London right up to the northeast, then yep. I can only be proud of that. Sweeping the playgrounds. I imagine I'll hear it in church this Sunday morning when I go well, along. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. It can't be stopped now. The genie is out of the bottle. It's a name for a uh, sequel sort of movie. <laughs> like, you know, what was that thing that... Um, what was that one that Paddy McGuinness was in with Peter Kay that was a spin-off from Phoenix Knights? Max and Paddy. Max and Paddy, still doing still a doing bit. Still doing a bit, yeah. Boy and Rodgers, still doing a bit. <laughs> On the buses, still doing a bit. I mean, it works for almost everything. Gremlins 3, still doing a bit. <laughs> oh, when we're forced to bring this back in the year 2032 because we've <laughs> run out of other options. This Dawson is our Delaney, comeback still tour. Still doing a bit. This is our comeback tour when we're both like, 25 stoke but <laughs> wearing like Elvis suits and, and we're yeah. in Blackpool to an yeah, underwhelming it's... crowd ticket sales aren't what we were hoping or expecting a summer season in Blackpool or what the, the sleazy promoter we'd fallen in with had promised us we've had millions of t-shirts printed up because we do it's gonna be massive it's just yeah. a few old grannies and uh, yeah, it's uh, Sam and Andy still th- they're still doing a bit. Still tour. doing a bit. What twenty thirty one? Yeah, after they fell out in twenty twenty three, acrimoniously running onto stage River End. I say running, waddling, leaving <laughs> to this re- really lackluster crowd. <laughs> Hello, Blackpool. Yeah, we're still oh, doing a bit. <laughs> and get ready for a, a special appearance from an old friend you might remember. Oh, you fucking bastard, Jaffel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. To be fair, to be fair, I, th- I did think if anyone was going to come at us first, it would be Kane. I didn't think it would be Louis Collins. It's Louis Let Collins. And by the way, because this has spread the way it has in the certain pubs that it has, yeah. it's only a matter of time before we hear from Pancho from the Flats' lawyers. Well, I, Because I, I it'll get back to him eventually, won't it? I just had an image there of your mum going up Chiswick High Street to try and find Louis and apologise on your behalf, only to be stopped by Pancho from the flats who won't <laughs> let her through because he's been well, recruited as Louis number number two. She bumped into she bumps into Pancho from the flats regularly, right. um, so it'll soon get back to me if he's heard the yeah, podcast. Yeah. You've made some Pancho from the flats is not a big podcast listener. No, not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Podcasts are growing. We know this. Yeah. Pancho from the Flats is sat at home now trying to tune into this podcast on his Sony Walkman. (laughs) I don't know why it's not working. It's definitely a Sony Sports Walkman. You must be able to get it on one of these. You know, the yellow ones with the special water-resistant clip. Sticking a metal metal coat hanger into it, twisting it round, (laughs) trying to to pick up podcasts. Going up to the attic and holding it out the skylight just because you get a better signal up there. I've got Radio 1, but I can't get podcasts. What do I press for podcasts? <laughs> this is it! Right, let's have a look at the Prediction League, because yeah. we're here for football, basically. Yeah. Um, we On a whim, we decided to cover the midweek fixes. And can I just say, I was going to say at the beginning, midweek Premier League football and midweek match of the day is fucking brilliant, and it should happen more often. And brilliant. I think that at least half of the Champions League um, group stage matches should be played on a Saturday and <gasps> swap that for domestic league Deal. midweek. Deal. If you're pitching this to me, 
No brainer, in Dragon's Den. Yeah. Which one day you might be, because I will. I think I might be a dragon one day. Well, we'll see. Uh, I would say, yeah, I'm in. No I'll brainer. buy as much equity in this idea as you are willing yeah. to free up. I mean, you can have you can have your Champions League group matches. You can have um, fucking Austria, Vienna, whatever they're called, versus mm. Liverpool away. Have it on a Saturday evening. Gives the Liverpool fans time to get over. They can make a weekend of it. And then yep. we'll have Premier League matches on a Wednesday and Tuesday night. CSKA Moscow versus Young Puffs of Bern. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday evening when no yep. one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Bloody <laughs> brilliant. Because I'll tell you what else it reminds me of when I was a kid. If there was midweek sports special or mm. sports night, I'd be so fucking delighted Yeah, at the prospect of it. The good thing was on those Tuesday and Wednesday nights, um, well, you'd look forward to it partly because the theme tune to both those mm-hmm. programs was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. And at the end, she was spinning around on an ice skate, wasn't she? Yeah. Which one was that? Was that Sports Night that or Midweek Sports, sports night, Special? Yeah. Midweek sports, sports Special night. had a good theme as well, but I can't remember what it was. But anyway, the good thing was they were on pretty late. Yeah. And it would have been past a lot of my friends' bedtimes. But guess what I benefited from? The fact that my mum is fucking narcoleptic. <laughs> Quite se- seriously, she's quite severely narcoleptic. She had, she I'm has laughing, been. Her, but it's not funny. She has been all her life, but she was only diagnosed like in her thirties. Anyway, what that meant was I've never had a bedtime. Now this might. I know you're, you know, a keen amateur psychiatrist. Yeah, I'm thinking this, things I'm, already. I'm sure that you can read all sorts into this. Yeah. But I never really had a bedtime because my mum was just asleep. All the yeah. fucking time, I could wander around doing what I wanted from an yeah. early age. She'd be, she'd fall asleep ten minutes into Corey, and after that, all bets were off. <laughs> and uh, and so I would fucking stay up, no problem, watching yeah, watching I, all I, the midweek games from a very young age till I all think hours. That has that has contributed towards making you the man that you are, Sam? Very yeah. much so. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no my... fucking no discipline, no, uh, no exactly. discipline in my life. You're a fucking renegade, aren't you? Mm. Um, Spoiled, really. Good. I mean, like you say, it was on last night. Match of the day was on quarter, quarter to 11 through um, quarter past midnight. So my boy couldn't watch it. I made him go to bed. Because you're well, not narcoleptic. Is... No, exactly. This is Worst my boy who I have to drag out of bed every morning to get to school at like mm. 8 o'clock. 7 o'clock this morning, he has his alarm set and he's downstairs watching Match of the Day highlights. Is he? Yeah. Because he saw how many good so games there were. Cause, yeah, Exactly. So mm. it's just it's just gonna improve. You know what the... you could do if you need to motivate him to get up earlier. Yeah. You know the stunt we talked about um, last week concerning Willie Roper, mm. the Albert Square con man. Bastard. Remember the manoeuvre that he did to trick his mum into thinking they'd won the lottery. Oh, he showed yeah. her an old VHS. Yeah. So you could start somehow tricking your son into thinking there had been a host of fantastic. Premier League midweek. I mean, it's going to have to be elaborate because obviously the internet exists. But if you could somehow prank yeah. him into thinking there had been a series of five all draws in the Premier League and that Gary Lineker was doing a special emergency match of the day at midnight, but <laughs> it was going to be repeated at 7am. Bingo. Yeah. The lad's getting up every day. It already feels a bit too elaborate for the for the outcome known, that I desire. In the, in the grifting community, it's known as the Willy Roper. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, getting back to what we said, we, we did an impromptu uh, 
set of fixture predictions, didn't we, the other day? Yeah. We weren't going to do any, and we just kind of went, on the spur of the moment, let's do some. And here's how it turned out, Sam. Right. You scored seven points over I Tuesday and Wednesday. Feeling. I had a good feeling about this. I scored six points. Oh, fuck. Results bot, three fucking points. Boom, in your Get fucking in metal boat We're race, back you in twat. It. We're, We're back right in it. back in it. So that puts you on 36. You're still bottom. Yeah, but, but you're still, on 36 I'm closing now. that gap, mate. And myself and Results Bot are joined top on 40. You're only four behind now. I could overcome that in one weekend. I've you been saying this all the way through, mate. I have, have been saying it. I didn't it. believe you. I thought you did, were a fool. But did you, I get you were right. any um, exact scores then? Well, we both did. This is what this is what did it for us. We mm. both got um, Fulham 1, Leicester 1 yeah. last night. We nice. both went for that. Uh, there were a lot of home wins as well. Yeah, Bournemouth, but none of them West were 1-0. Ham, Brighton were all home wins, so he got one point for each of them. Mm. But there were no 1-0s. So, Beautiful stuff. Yeah, Beautiful what goes around stuff. comes around. I wondered why we hadn't heard a peep out of that dickhead for a few days. Yeah. He's gone back like into it. his fucking spider hole, hasn't he? Yeah, we'll not see him for the rest of the season. Mm. Right, Let's while we're on a roll then, let's um, carry on and do some more predictions. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good prediction wise that this caps off a, a good week all round. West Ham right. won two in a row. My Cavalier Johan Cruyff inspired total prediction approach mm-hmm. has started to pay off. Yeah, which is gr- a great feeling, and uh, and I'm looking forward to a good w- weekend of football. Well, here's some more. Don't get too cavalier. Don't no. get too complacent. Think. Here we go. Burnley versus Brighton. Wow, this is a really hard one to predict. Yeah. Really hard because Burnley are so poor at the moment. But M- May I go first? Go on, yeah. I think this is where Daesh turns it around and I think this is 2-1 to Burnley. Mm. Strong. Strong prediction. Feels good. I'd, I'd even put cash money on that. I'd put a bet on that one. Yeah. I'm going to say, I don't want to do a results spot. And if any gambling companies would like to sponsor this podcast, we are more than prepared to um, That's put fine. actual bets on. Because there's there are actual um, there was sanctions announced today on the advertising that oh, gambling was, firms there? were allowed to do, and I saw that and thought opportunity. We opportunity can clean up here. Our yeah. adult podcast can clean up here. Exactly. You 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 got a you got a problem because these the, you you've got a load of money you were spending on advertising that you literally can't spend anymore. You're not yeah. allowed. The money's still there. How do you get to these dickheads who want to gamble all the time? It's our audience, mate. <laughs> yeah. And unlike a lot of these TV companies, we'll fuck, we'll say anything, anything got, you want for money. We've got three thousand dickheads with Sony Walkmans holding them out of skylights. Yeah, waiting to be told to go and do some betting. Waiting for an imaginary robot to tell them how to spend their money. Yeah. That's a fucking ad- advertiser's dream, mate. Get in touch. <laughs> Get Call in touch Bernie. on Twitter. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Burnley versus Brighton. Burnley versus Brighton. I'm going to say 2 all. Oof. Good result for Brighton, that. Manchester United versus Fulham. Oh. God, I'm really tempted to predict an away win for Fulham here. Mm. It could be the result that brings Mourinho's house of cards collapsing. Shall we both go for an away win? I'm going to fucking go away it? win. I'm going to say, go- I'm going to say 2-1 to Fulham. 2-1 to Fulham. I can imagine uh, Mitrovic reaping havoc with Manchester United's iffy <laughs> central defence. Well, Kamara scored, didn't he, last night for the first time in 12 matches, so he's on yeah. the roll now. I'm going to go 1-0 Fulham. And of course, results bot's going to go 1-0 Manchester United. Like the fucking sheep that he is, the yeah. metal sheep that he is. Yeah. Let's move on. West Ham versus Crystal Palace. West Ham versus Crystal Palace, I predict, will end... 2-0 to West Ham. Oof. Confident stuff. But we're on a mini roll. Yeah, but it's West Ham in it, so I'm going to go 2-0 yeah. Palace. Yeah, fair enough. That's probably the obvious result. Yeah. Uh, Saturday tea time. This looks good. Chelsea versus Manchester... Sorry, Manchester City. Chelsea, Man City at Stamford Bridge. Mm. Go on, you go first. Chelsea, Man City, Stamford Bridge. Chelsea have had a wobble lately, and I think they're going to get beat 3-1. Ah, I was going to say 3-1. Well, you can say 3-1. I'm going to say 3-1. All right, go for it. And if we both get that right, and results bot says 1-0 Chelsea, we're going to be pissing ourselves laughing. There's no way Chelsea are going to win that 1-0. No I mean, chance. when was the last time City didn't score? Exactly. It's awful to watch. It's incredibly dull. Mm. It's robot football. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're going to do prediction on it, you can't go wrong. Have I um, asked you, have you seen this programme on Amazon, All or Nothing? This man's... I mean, I'm late to the party discussing this because it came out months ago. All or Nothing? The behind-the-scenes show, uh, uh, behind-the-scenes programme with Man City. Yeah, so I saw uh, one episode and it was just boring. Yeah, Guardiola, everyone's... We've talked about how he might be a prick before. Yeah. He doesn't come across as a prick so much as a charlatan because, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, he seems a perfectly pleasant guy. But all he does is go, guys... Guys, 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 you are so close. You are great, guys. You are so close, but you must work, right? Just like fucking the most generic motivational speeches you've ever heard. Guys, guys. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm hostile to anyone who refers to me as one guys. of a collective of guys. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? That Lads, kind of fellas, it's, what it's you become gender neutral sort of term. Guys, guys. It's a real, do you know who yeah. started doing that? David Cameron. He oh, started he did, didn't it. He? Yeah. Anyway, Guardiola says guys a lot and then he's got a big white magnetic board and he'll right. fucking move the players around a lot on it. But, I mean, it don't no, he... no difference to me and you setting up a Subutio team. I Does want four it... at the back, four in midfield and you two up front try and score. That's all he fucking says. At any point, does he get his, his kit man to line up the tactics board so we can take a fucking running karate kick at it like Roy Keane? 
Z- no. A lesser manager then. A lesser exactly. manager then. Roy Keane would, would. Roy Keane, if he was managing Man City now, Man City would be the best team ever. Of course it would. Any team would be. Mm. And um, speaking of documentaries and stuff, uh, there's a Sunderland one starting on Netflix. Oh wow! Next Friday, and I went to the um, the premiere, if you like, the screening Ooh, of the first episode, the gala premiere, the gala premiere at the Sunderland Empire last night. Right. And uh, I was at that, and it is... Do you remember Premier Passions? The documentary right. about Sunderland from 96, 97. Vaguely. Was that Peter P- Reid P- was manager? Peter Reid swearing yeah, in I the Yeah, I do remember he was going mad, yeah. yeah. That was a brilliant bit of television. It's kind of like that again. They same brought sort it of back. Thing. Well, it's, it's, it's not. It's different people that's made it, but it's a similar sort of thing. And it's behind so the scenes at Sunderland. How in does another your relegation new, how season. Does your new, well, was it last season? Last season, yeah. So who's the manager? I can't remember. Uh, we had Simon Grayson for a while, then we had Chris Coleman. Oh, yeah, and of course, Chris the, Coleman. The, the worst season in the club's history. So, so in the episode a... that you saw, uh, Grayson was the manager, was he? Grayson was there. It only covered... Old the... Mr. Grayson. How does he yeah. come across? <laughs> you don't see much of him, actually, but he just he, he goes on about hard work and all that kind of thing, and it's a work in progress and all that oh. bollocks. He's just yeah. fucking bluffing it really yeah. he's bluffing it but uh, it only goes up to the, the pre-season friendly we had against Celtic where we lose 5-0 at home and then it stops just before the very first match of the season but there's 8 episodes and they're all out next Friday 14th That's, of December I'll be watching that I, I like any behind the scenes show oh this is going to be really good that'll be good. Be really the, good the Dave Bassett one with Sheffield United was good years ago yeah. and also the late and Orient one where what's his name who's now a cabbie Oh, John, John Sitton. John Sitton. Yeah, I've comes got his out book, the immortal words. I'll fight you, and you can you can bring a mate, and you can bring your fucking dinner if you want yeah. to. <laughs> Great need it by the time I finish with you. If, if any listeners find themselves in a potential violent confrontation in the coming days, yeah, it's a great line to use. Tell you bring your dinner. Tell the person who you're up against, send them to bring their fucking dinner. Remember that American I had to go up against on that plane on the way back from Morocco when my son went yeah. to stop crying? You I should have told him it. to bring his fucking dinner, shouldn't I? You should have, yeah. But then yeah, you, might you have do it. The... You do it, mate, and you can bring your fucking dinner and do it with him as well. But then that you would have ended him. up with two airline dinners. And nobody wants that. <sighs> yeah, but it'd be more like mind games. He'd be like, what? What are you talking about, dinner? dinner? You're sick, you know that, you limey freak? Restaurants? <laughs> We're going to a restaurant? What the fuck? What are you talking about? You want me to walk your baby and now you want me to bring my dinner? You want and me to crazy, go on a date you know with that? you? I want out. I don't want... This conversation's over as far as I'm concerned. How do I get off this fucking plane? <laughs> Land the goddamn plane. <laughs> <laughs> we were... Um, we were, we were going to predict Leicester versus Spurs, but we sort of didn't get around to it. All Should right, we do that I'll now? Predict, I'll predict that. Fuck it, I don't care. And I'll Give just me a add, game, I'll predict it. I'll, I'll, I'll add, I'll, if, if, or, if you want, you, hang on. Well, You can only on. predict what's in front of you. To, just to give you a bit more info, it's 7.45 Saturday night and we all love oh, them matches. Oh, we love these ones, don't we? Yeah, unless it's Champions League that's been moved. Yeah, I think Spurs will win this, but it'll be close. I think Spurs will win it. One two, one two at Spurs. They're going well, Spurs, aren't they? Yeah. I think this is going to be a two-two. I'm going against you, and I'm going against results. But it's a a power grab for the top spot. Yeah, it I can might see what come you're off. Doing. It might not. That is the end of the predictions for this episode. 
Great. <laughs> a couple of things that I've, I've seen this week that I wanted to mention. Mm. In the latest Pop Bitch newsletter, which dropped into my email earlier on today, yeah. something called Historical Big Cock Corner. Oh, yeah. And it just simply says, Sir Alf Ramsey. No. Oh. Sir Alf Ramsey had a big cock, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, gasp inducing at the Upton Park urinals, apparently. And it, they also add length rather than girth. So, oh, Sir Alf Ramsey. Thinning. Like Long a pepper thin, like, army. Like, like pepper army or a pencil in a meat oh, sheath. I, when I was the editor of what was Britain's leading showbiz gossip rag, Heat, yeah. I decided, uh, as you know, I made a lot of daring, in- innovative editorial in- innovations. Is this going to be related to Alf Ramsey? Few of which were <laughs> popular with the readers. Uh, but I... I said, I said, we've got to do a double-page spread art feature on who's got the or the big who people, showbiz celebrities who've got big cocks. Yeah, and um, there was all sorts of fucking controversy about it. And like, someone came. One of the bosses said, you, "We've caught wind." Uh, Sam, could I have a quick word? Huh? <laughs> we've, we've we've caught wind. Uh, I won't say who it came from. But we have caught wind of uh, you're planning a feature about the size of famous people's penises. A roost. And I, and I was like, yeah, that, that's right. Well, can, can I ask why? Because if you fucking sit around and listen to these morons who sit around wasting their time talking about fucking celebrities they don't know all their lives, like the people in my fucking office, right? <laughs> then you're, you're fucking sure as eggs is eggs. Sooner or later, they'll get round to speculating as to who has the biggest cock, right? <laughs> it's just one of those things. They do, I listen to it every day. The girls in the office are doing it nonstop, and so are our fucking gormless readers probably as well. Yeah. So let's give the people what they fucking want and tell them once and for all. Yeah. But we're doing our diligence. This isn't idle speculation. It's not like pop bits just printing a name and hoping for the best that everyone believes them. We will... <laughs> ring up the celebrity and say the following. We've heard you've got a massive cock. Is it true? And then print their responses. Yeah. And to be fair, pretty much all of the celebs we approached gave a full and frank answer, either directly to us on the phone or Mm -hmm. via their representatives. And did they all confirm? Um, they yeah, they more or less in sort of amusing way said, "Huh, let's mm. just say I've never had any complaints and all that yeah. sort of stuff." You know, <laughs> uh, John Barrowman currently in "I'm a Celebrity." Yeah. Get me out of here, massive cock. Also mentioned in Pop Bitch this week. Yeah, apparently he once sliced a cake with it. Well, sharp as well as big. <laughs> apparently, it's got one serrated edge. Yeah, the other edge is smooth, just like yours yeah. or mine, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. But- one side is like a hunter's knife, like the one employed by John Rambo in the film Rambo. Or, per- or perhaps it's like a, a large uh, key for a yield lock. Oh, yeah. Serrated. Serrated so along also, one side. It can also open doors with it as well Flat as... Flat on the other. Slice yeah. kicks, yeah. He can use it as a skeleton key. Yeah. <laughs> John Barrowman's penis can unlock any lock. It's amazing. In the Western world. In the Western world. Uh, <laughs> then there was... Chico of Chico time fame. Really? Mm. Wow. And the other main one I remember, I think I think Mark Owen, even though he's a very small man. Oh. It was rumored to have a big penis. And well, is it is it big big or is it big by, you know, by the standards of the rest of his body which is comparatively. Tiny. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose all penises are about context, aren't they? Of course it is. 
And uh, lastly, and this one shocked no one, and it was the only one that I can triple confirm because I've seen a picture of it, <laughs> and that is Dappy from Endubs, who <laughs> someone uh, who he'd had he'd had a, he'd had a, he'd had it off with some girl, like a groupie or what have you, and in the morning he was lying on her bed, start bollock naked, apart from his trademark hat, yeah, and she took it upon herself to take a photo. And send it to Heat Magazine, strange. Cool. And uh, his cock was huge. Do you think he could so, slice a cake with it? Could he... Um... It, no, it wasn't like a Swiss Army knife, like Barrowman's. No. No. What, what could he have done like, with it, do you think? Chico Times is like a pair of scissors. Could he, could he, could he perhaps play a whack-a-mole with it, maybe? Yeah, it was more of a blunt sort of um, battering blunt ram. instrument, yeah. It, interestingly, the helmet wasn't a helmet. It was flat-topped. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was cylindrical but perfectly flat at the end. Wow! Not not domed like not like domed, the conventional British penis. Kind of like um, yeah. I'm trying to think. In that sense, it was more to. like an Italian's penis. Ah, is that how they do mm. them? Yeah, it's an Ita- they call it an Italian. Yeah, it's probably on the internet. I'll have a look later on, perhaps. Yeah. Well, and so so it didn't come to pass that feature. No, it did. I, it did? I, yeah, I really stomped my feet about it and made a massive deal out of it, just for something to do, really. I said, uh, you're questioning my editorial integrity, my decision-making. I was hard to make decisions, and this is a decision that I'm making. I'm sorry, this is a resignation issue. And I was still early enough in my tenure for them to sort of like yeah. get scared by that and say, okay, have your cock feature. So we did. And what did and then, any of us learn from it? Well, I would say nothing, but we did. We all learned that these celebrities probably have big, big cocks. And look, yeah. we're still talking about it to this day. So fuck you, Power Media. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send a copy of this into them. They can have a listen. Yeah. So right. that's that. I uh, can't remember how we got onto it. Oh, yeah, Alf Ramsey had a big cock. That's it, really. It begins and ends there. Um, we're almost out of time. I'm going to... Um, recommend a couple of things culturally oh. before we wrap up that I've seen I've been watching a couple of football documentaries have you seen Out of Their Skin on ITV4 I think it was on last week oh still no on the this is player. the one about black footballers I'd it like is, to see it yeah it is it's two parts two hours long and Ian Wright presents it and it is it's brilliant really good piece of, piece of telly mm. um, speak to lots of people from Viv Anderson who was the first black player in England through to yep. um Kid at Liverpool, I've forgotten his name now. Ryan something or other. Yeah. Um, I was a bit drunk when I got to that point because I watched it quite late on. Oh, yeah. But it's really good, really good, well worth watching. Well, and the other thing, you say that, but you drank your way through it, which is not only disrespectful to the program makers, but also to the issue in some ways. So well, I, think, I didn't but... do any, I didn't do any racism while I was drunk. No, I'm not saying you did. I'm not a racist. But you're drunk. there listening to the fucking hell that the, the, the generation of black players went through generations and still do today, and this is a serious issue. And you're sat there, you can't imagine what it's like to live a life where you are judged by the colour of your skin and you drink alcohol throughout. It's almost like you're saying, yeah, quite interesting, but at the same time, pff, fuck it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Ryan Brewster, that's his name. Okay. And Ryan Brewster. Uh, and I'm a massive Wrighty fan, and Ian Wright's book, which is is not quite worthy of a deep dive because <laughs> it, it is brilliant, but he's simply, he's simply like not mad and eccentric enough 
for our purposes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like an intelligent, extremely likable and insightful bloke. He is. And he writes about, and the best bits of the book are, unlike most autobiographies of famous people, the best bits are the bits when they become famous and you want to skip through all the childhood stuff. Write his books the reverse of that. Him, Mm. his, his childhood, which was pretty awful... And then, like, working his way up through football, through the non-leagues and all that, and the part that race played throughout all of yeah. these, th- these things. Fucking fascinating. Brilliant. I d- we're never going to do a deep dive on it because it just isn't... It just doesn't have enough about Professor Yaffle or Killing Pigs in it. <laughs> um, uh, it it's too good for a deep yeah. dive in some yeah. ways, but I can recommend it. Yeah, so that's really good. And the other thing I haven't actually got around to watching yet, but I'm going to watch very soon, and it's on BT Sport, and it's called Too Good to Go Down, and it's about the Manchester United team of 73-74 that got relegated. Oh, that's a good idea. Do you remember when Dennis Law kind of sent them down? He didn't actually send them down with that backheel goal when he played for Man City. But Another was, thing, was, like, still doing a bit. One of those yeah, apocryphal stories yeah, that exactly. aren't actually rooted it's in truth. true. So that's on BT day, Sport. Do you think Sorry. we could get in touch with BT Sport and pitch a documentary about the phrase still doing a bit? And I think we've got all kinds of from. ideas. We've got all manner of ideas we could go to BT Sport with, none of which they would accept. What was our one? Dogs on the Rob. Yeah. Dogs on the Rob. We had Dog Court but, as well. Yeah, but you know what Dog Court should be called? Dogs mm. in the Dock. Dogs in the Dock. Dogs in the Rob followed by Dogs in the Dock. Yeah. And then another it? one called Dog Dockers, which is just about a, <laughs> an experiment in Chicago where they staffed, they tried to revive the fortunes of a yeah. um, dock that used to be the you know uh, the beating heart of industrialized Chicago mm. and provided jobs for millions. Yeah, and now, like many big cities, it's in decline. Yeah. So one um, socially minded philanthropist has tried to revive the fortunes of the dog mm. but by staffing it entirely crash zoom with ducks mm. dog dock dog dockers mm. and that would that would probably be a massive flop after the dogs on the robin dogs in the dock so then we'll go back and come back and get um big dogs cocks mm-hmm. cuz you've got all the contacts from heat magazine that, that they'll know all the dogs that have got big cocks and we'll get uh, well, that and... was another thing I pitched when I was working for that publishing company. I said, listen, right, I, well, think, that I think this celebrity thing is, I think these human celebrities, I think it's a busted flush. I think the audience <laughs> are growing tired. What, a fame of glamour, of glitz? How can people ever be tired of that, Sam? That was my boss. And I went, well, no, not, not a fame and glamour and glitz. Of course people are interested in that. The thing that they've lost interest in is human glamour and glitz and fame what we need to do is start publishing a magazine that in every way is the same as heat magazine but rather than famous humans we have famous dogs and what Mm. do we call it sam instead of heat meat perhaps no we call it giant dog cocks and it goes (laughs) on sale this monday 165 in every wh swiss (laughs) in the country we'll never publish that too late, because I've I'll already be, fucking changed I'll the name of Pete to Big Dog's Cocks. <laughs> <laughs> and shortly after that, you were forced to retreat from public life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once again. They paid me off, and I had to sign a massive non-disclosure. And you know that they had to pulp. They had to do an emergency pulping. Oh, how many issues? 750,000 copies of Massive Dog's Cocks. 
and there was no actual addition of heat that week uh, <sighs> because I just neglected to produce one. I got my whole team. I somehow convinced my whole editorial team to produce this magazine about yeah. dogs. The weird thing that was pointed out to me after I'd had the breakdown and subsequent recovery yeah. was that there was no nothing in there about dogs cocks at all. It mm. was just a straightforward gossip magazine about what famous dogs were up to. You know, show dogs, Hollywood dogs, that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, there was a you great... You were trying to lure people in with the promise of cocks. I don't... I, if I look back, I was a different person. And I literally, if you ask me, Sam, why did you see fit to call the magazine Big Giant Dogs Cocks? <laughs> I can't tell you, Andy. I've no idea why. But I Never did it. Mind. And the record shows that I did it. So I'm not going to deny it. It's on your Wikipedia page. I've seen it. Yeah. Right, that's all we've got time for, Sam. Unfortunately, we'll do a quick news without news. Um, yeah. Still haven't got time for your big cow story. We might get that done on Monday. Oh, this could run all season. I bet the suspense is killing people. We can add some big and cow And I haven't had time well. to read this story, which I wrote tonight, called The Tale of Magical Clive, Mystical Darren, and the Magic Spinach of Tootin. Is it long? No, it's not, actually. I'll quickly well, read it to you. I'll tell you what. You can read it after the theme music plays out at the end. Okay, right. Yeah, I know what that means. You'll edit it out, just like you do all my no, other no, stories. No, 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 I'll, I'll put it in. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay. All right, here we go. News without news. Mark's out of 10, please. Nigerian president denies he died and was replaced by clone. 10. 10, nice. Woman tried to pay for salon treatment with son's shoes and a pasty. Oh, no, five. That's a bit. Mm. That's like a Ken Loach film. <laughs> and finally, sex robots will soon feel love and suffer devastating pain after we dump them, expert reveals. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm only giving that a six because I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's how, that's how I assume things are going. Good. Yeah, good. I'm fucking glad. I can't wait to fucking break a robot's heart. It's fucking clockwork, alarm clock heart. <laughs> <laughs> right there we go that's uh, top, top flight time machine we'll be back on Monday with another one and after the music which is of course the closing theme from Crown Court you'll hear Sam reading a story bye bye yeah bring your dinner Welcome to Jack and Ori with me, Sam Delaney. This evening, I'm going to be reading you the tale of Magical Clive, Mystical Darren and the Magic Spinach of Tootin by Samuel B. Delaney, brackets, BA Honours, Politics, Sussex University, 2-1. All rights reserved. This is a magic book about some magic spinach. The spinach was grown a long, long time ago by a wizard in his magical back garden in Tootin. The wizard's name was Magical Clive. He hated spinach, but so did his brother, Mystical Darren. (laughs) To prank him, Clive grew the spinach and told Darren it was in fact delicious apple-flavoured bubblegum. Darren loved bubblegum. Darren ate three kilos of the magic spinach before he realised what it even was. The spinach turned Darren into a mindless robot, without a real face, 
Look at this picture. Ridiculous. You can't see the picture, but I can tell you it's ridiculous. Now Darren works for Clive as his full-time butler. They are both happy. The end. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.